1: Go to your happy
0: place For a happy price Go to your happy price price line.
1: So, Shy McBride is like I, I like the bubbles And then Tina Fey goes I don't want the bubbles And then Shy's like well, I want the bubbles And she's like I don't want them And I was like That's it Everybody out of my hot dog now And I hate that it ended like that
2: Sean. Whoa, whoa. Hollywood hey, welcome hey, to Hollywood what up, Handbook. What up? what up? What up? I'm Hayes Davenport. I'm here with Sean Clemens. This is an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet, lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. I'm sorry, we're just really, we're just really excited. This is.
1: Um, one of our favorite times of year, and not just because of Christmas presents. Yeah, uh, I love getting presents and unwrapping them and opening them, and it's very nice that someone thought of you and bought them for you. But the real reason we're excited, this to me, is when
2: Hollywood tr- truly reaches a fever pitch every year, because this is the, the season of Goldie Nods. And uh, Goldie nod, Golden Globe nominations uh, to you guys, um, they were announced this past week. We should probably explain what the Golden Globes are to to, to, to our listeners who maybe aren't from uh, from Los Angeles.
1: Oh, that's so sad for me to think about, just not. But they don't what know. They but they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. There's what no they're way missing. for they to miss it because they don't know what that is. So I, that is a little. It's cold comfort because it's so much fun to be part of the Goldie Knots. So what? Happens in Hollywood Town this time of year is there is a big award ceremony that honors the greatest achievements in film and television by different actors and funny men. No, not
2: the Oscars or the Emmys. We know no. we know you know about those those two people who actually work in this industry are not considered legitimate
1: rewards for artistic achievement. They're really a sick fucking joke and a big circle jerk and mm-hmm. the thing about the Emmys and the Oscars is they're not about movies Mm-mm. or TVs. Mm-mm. Which is really just small movies. Golden Globes is about movies and TVs, and it's about mm-hmm. the work. Those award shows are about who's tucking who's wee wee into who's different, different other parts behind what closed doors, and it's a really a big. Um, it's a big joke. It's cash under the table. It's who's got the juice. It's who owes who what favor because who hit whose kid with whose car. Coming out of which Roosevelt Hotel? And that's a lot of what controls who's winning these awards. But the
2: Golden Globes... Incorruptible. Are for art and for true cinephiles and for people who really like to watch TV. And one of the things that's so great about the Golden Globes is they don't make the, the what I consider to be the fatal mistake of the Academy Awards, which is that the Academy Awards don't separate
1: dramas from comedies and musicals. Yes, fatal mistake, and that's why nobody likes the Oscars, and everybody loves the Goldie Nods. Now they're not perfect. They're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We do have a little game me and Hayes always play when when they come out, where we talk about Goldie Nods and the three Wares. Where was Frozen this year? Where was admission? And where on earth was the Expendables 2? So they do miss some, but there's more hits than misses. And we're going to talk about how much they crushed the comedy noms. It, the, the, the thing about comedy, it's difficult doing
2: comedy and uh, and making comedy like like Sean and I do to be appreciated by... Uh, sophisticated award shows, like people tend to think of comedies as just jokes and just like not not really to be taken seriously as art. It's not art. Oh, I, I like to go to the museum and uh, look at the the, the paintings. Oh, uh, I look at uh, them oh, with heaven, my opera oh, glasses. Heaven forbid that I should ever laugh at, uh, at a, a joke about <laughs> laughing's unseemly. E- e- eating don't... too many beans and it's making me fart. But the Golden Globes like to take time every year to recognize comedies and musicals because they're sort of the same singing and, and jokes are all part of the same uh, critical theory. So we want to talk about how much they crushed the best comedies this year. Some of the funniest people involved in them. Uh, oh, my. Certainly the biggest loss we had in a theater this year. Uh, the five nominees for best comedy or musical motion picture. Uh, one is Inside Llewyn Davis, which we do want to talk about later.
1: That's our, we have, we, that's our pick to win it, and we'll talk
2: about why in a moment. That, that, that's a musical because someone uh, sings music in it. Uh, but the comedy movies are Her, directed by Spike Jones, Nebraska, directed by Alexander Payne, Wolf of Wall Street, directed by Martin Scorsese, and American Hustle. Directed by David O. Russell.
1: What crack-ups these directors are. Uh, now, I, I'd i like to start with Nebraska, which I think was even Funnier than The Descendants.
2: Yeah, that this is certainly his funniest movie since the since The Descendants. It's about a man who has to take his dad on a road trip.
1: Oh, and oh, and don't think he's just any old dad. His dad has severe dementia, <laughs> Alzheimer's. So, so he frequently like he's got this. I don't want to spoil too much, but he's got this uh, like you know uh, publisher's clearinghouse type thing that he thinks is actually worth a million dollars. And he, like, <laughs> wants it to make his life better. <laughs> yeah. And there's that part where he's like, pull, oh, pull
2: over, son. I have to go number one again.
1: He's always peeing and pooping. And it's it's oh, it's a laugh a minute. The peepees and the, the laughs I got out of some of the peepees that you see in <laughs> but, this movie.
2: But I actually thought her was maybe even funnier when he's trying to uh, – uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix plays a guy who's basically trying to hump this
1: robot. Oh gosh. Uh, uh note to Joaquin, you can't fuck a voice. <laughs> but he's sure going to try. And uh That's what I found so And he's got this, endearing about this it, his, goofy his mustache yeah. and he's using the I mean it's a little bit of a crutch at this point, but he is using that funny Joaquin voice. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. where he sort of sounds like his tongue is too big for his mouth. Oh sure. Uh and he's going uh I, I care about you so much. I don't really care about you so much. And it is like, I mean, cheap laughs, Mm -hmm. but big laughs. But
2: in terms of the comedy chops in a movie, I think you can't really beat American Hustle. Uh, just some of comedy's t- brightest stars and uh, you got Bradley
1: Cooper Coop Coop busts my whole shit up. Uh-huh. I laughed my friggin butt off during Limitless which was snubbed last year, major snubbage. but it doesn't stop there because you've also got Christian Christian Bale. Up Bale. I saw him at a bumper shoot a
2: couple years ago mm. doing mm-hmm. this uh this set he does where like He's just standing on stage, but his set is being piped in. Like his voice is being piped. It's like very Kaufman esque. Yes, yes. And so he's been doing the sort of underground thing for a long time. And and congrats to movies for for putting this guy
1: uh, on the big screen, seeing that he could work in movies too. Because I remember being at South by and he's on stage and I'm standing with Patton. Uh, off, off in the wings, and Patton goes, I'm supposed to follow this guy? He's sort of a comedian's comedian. Like He's the guy who, he may
2: not be getting as much national pub as some of these other guys, but comedians look at him and they're jealous because he's doing shit that they, they just don't have the courage to go up there and do.
1: They wish they thought of it. One more comedy to discuss... A true return to form for director Martin Scorsese, who's sort of steered away from comedy after, I think, with Mean Streets, we said, he's a one-trick pony. Mm -hmm. He only can make us laugh, and he can't make us feel feel, – what was he trying to make us feel with some of these other movies? Scared, Scared. I guess. Scared. Scared. And he said – well, let me show him. Let me dust off the uh, joke book and show him that I've still got some laughs in me. There's a reason that
2: everyone calls him the king of comedy, and it's because that's those are his roots. So
1: we could laugh all day thinking about these movies. But can I say quickly, mm-hmm. just as a side note, Golden Globes, near perfect. They did have one category fail. Mm. There's one film that was nominated mm-hmm. in the wrong category. Mm-hmm. They made it Best Movies, which is one of the best movies, mm-hmm, sure. but they didn't make it Best Comedy Movies. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one who saw 12 Years a Slave and thought that Taryn Killam should be on SNL, and then I called Lauren, and now he is? But how strange
2: that you would see Taryn Killam in a movie... And consider that movie to be a drama when clearly it belongs in the comedy category with all the other funny movies.
1: Maybe they're pranking me at the Goldie Knot office. But I think more likely it's an actual category fail. But we want to
2: talk about uh, to, uh, a movie that we really did enjoy, a serious movie, Um movie Inside Lewin Davis, uh, people have sometimes accused us of being a little too critical on this podcast. We want to let everyone know we truly do love movies, and it's so nice to see a movie like this that reminds us what movies is all about. I didn't want to like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it because Joel.
1: Joel is such a pill. Yes. And
2: I'm happy for Ethan. We can separate Joel's personality uh, from the work that 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 he put on the screen.
1: Because it's a triumph and it's clear it's not in the comedy, it's in the musical because someone's playing music. Someone in it. does sing music. In and it, even yeah. just looking at the cover, a man has a guitar case. Yes, that's true. He does. People have accused us of
2: not seeing this movie, which is so strange to me because of how much we
1: did see it and really We saw it in a critic screening. Mm-hmm and it wasn't more than a minute beyond the opening credits. Mm-hmm. Then I turned to Lisa Schwarzenbaum of Time and said, Ooh, behold, the haunting new tune of Troubadour's Joel and Ethan Cohen." She put up her finger to shush me, and she was scribbling with a pen. I yeah. guess she wasn't really listening. But I thought that was a good observation. Yeah, I, uh, I had a very similar reaction. I, I,
2: I was sitting with uh, Peter Travers. Oh, from uh, Rolling Stone. Uh, the, the credits are rolling, and we're both just, we're just, just reeling from seeing the film. And uh, I said to Peter, "Peter, t- tell me if you agree with this. The Cohens make their own kind of music. And note to the Academy, give John Goodman the Oscar nomination you've owed him for decades. He's magnificent. And he, and he had to see, He was busy writing stuff now, and and so uh, I, I'm not sure if he was actually paying attention to me, but.
1: Well, and I thought that some of the people in that screening didn't realize Mm -hmm. that this film is the kind of great work that cuts right through the noise, and that it is humbling, tragic, absurd, and revelatory. I mean, when I said that to Manola Dargis of the New York Times, it was like she couldn't even hear what I was saying.
2: Yes. Let's
1: talk about- And I watched the movie. uh,
2: I I do want to talk about the music, because some of the music that they were singing uh, was- some of the greatest songs I think I've ever heard, even better than even some of the things on the radio. Uh, th- what was your What was your favorite song from the film?
1: The from of the songs within the film, mm-hmm. I, I remember being so touched and so moved by the third song, uh huh, and the and the second to last song, right? The one that
2: goes like um, Be, plink 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 yes. plink plink plink. Lou and Davis drawing pictures of mountaintops. Lou and Davis on top. Little
1: baby son. Like that. Yeah. That's yeah. that, that was the third one. And then mm-hmm. the second to last one was, uh, Lou Davis. It's 3 a.m. I must be lonely oh, sometime, Lewin Davis, believe me. And, and, I, and mm-hmm. I was like, how did they do that? But truly, truly a, a, a boldly original, highly emotional journey of one man's efforts to reconcile his life, his art, and the film is also a revelatory showcase for uh, Oscar Isaac. And the tech contributions are outstanding on all accounts. I, I, so... In that sense, that's my pick to win in the comedy category. No matter how funny the laughs were from some of those comedies, they can't touch the tech contributions, which are where were outstanding on all counts of Lou and Davis. We have a very
2: fun, funny guest today. Uh, Jake Bagelnest of the Earwolf Network is here. Uh, he's going to talk a little about uh, growing up as a, as a child celebrity uh, and, and where that led him today. Uh, coming up soon on Hollywood Handbook. I, uh, I turned to Bombach and I'm like, that was great. Really I laughed, I cried, it was amazing. Uh, but smile, drop the smile. the. Just Francis Haw. It's cleaner. Smile. Right? Yeah.
1: Here comes Hayes and Sean. Wow.
2: Hey, what up, what up? Welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet line back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Uh, we're so, so grateful today. Uh, in this season of blessings, it's important uh, to to really be thankful when uh, someone you care an about does you a service. attitude of
1: gratitude yes. goes a long way in this town. And when people see you appreciating the little things that others do, in this case, given up some time which is pretty valuable that's what our guest has done he's given us a bit of his time to be on the show and we're just so so happy to welcome uh Jake Bagelnest on the
2: show today uh That's yeah I, I see what you're doing I see what you're doing that's uh that's I Well it. we'd play around I got it. no other, I got it know.
3: no I you know what I, I it's uh it's just, as if we need to clarify it's Jake Bagelnest but, yeah. but I I do have to say I love the um the spirit in which you're sort of beginning this broadcast, I've been finding, it, it, I've been finding lately that I will just be writing a tweet, and no matter what the content of the tweet is, I want to end it with hashtag blessed. Yeah, just because that is how I feel right now. Sure, I just feel uh, mm-hmm. I'm at a place, sort of career wise, uh, and and I think that if your career is going well. It it does bleed into your personal. The rest life. falls. The into rest place. The rest falls into yes. place. Like take care of career and everything else will come together. Jake,
2: do it. Put that hashtag on. And
3: I feel and I just I feel blessed and I just want people to know that Jake ha- put the hashtag. Put on. I will. I am not going to hold back. Do you anymore.
2: put hashtag blessed
1: or hashtag spawn first? Is the question. I am I'm, I'm still using hashtag Fogel for Spider Man. Thank you. For that remember that yeah, campaign yeah. where they wanted Fogel to be the new spider. Can Spider-Man. I be honest with
3: you? That was like I I woke up one day and just saw all of these tweets and I was like, What is this? Like why what like why be?
2: But then you're like, Yeah, if they want it. If
3: they want it. Look, it's it, i I I when I think something like when something like that happens on social media and it's just like a fun thing, embrace it. Just embrace it.
2: Yeah. But it is, I think. Sort of unethical, actually, that Marvel has has never had a thirty something Spider Man. Look,
3: I, I I don't want. It's a big franchise. I don't want to be disrespectful to Marvel. Can Can you imagine what it takes? The labyrinth that it takes to put together a Spider Man movie. Just all the moving parts. Uh, yeah, I
1: think I've got some idea. Yeah,
3: you guys know. People don't think about the moving parts think that it, it takes. just happens. They think it just, just happens. It's yeah. like no you
1: point a camera, it's Spider Man suit. Yeah. Uh, not exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. A little thing called uh uh CGI and then there's above the line and below the line. And thank you very much. That's just how movies are made. Okay. So so when you when so I get it. I get it. I'm not you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, on a personal level, yeah it hurts. It hurts.
2: But you, it's hard for you especially to understand because you've been in it for so long, yeah. And man. that's part of the blessings you're getting. now. it's because you have given so much. It's just, this has been your whole life. One this of these people who grew in.
1: up in the biz, yeah, I was yes. up on was born, screen right in front of us.
3: I was mm-hmm. born into it. I uh, I don't know any other way.
1: You yes.
2: know what I mean?
3: I live, breathe, eat. I eat Hollywood for breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
2: That's right. Sean and I don't really, like, our background, our parents were farmers. Mm-hmm. It's like, we
1: never really wanted this. Salt of the earth. And yeah. And it just mm-hmm. was thrust upon us. It's a great story. we weren't story. really given a choice.
3: You guys sure. are a great story. It's like, it's really the, like the Hollywood dream. I, I see mm-hmm. it within you guys. I'm, I, you know, I come, you know, I was practical, you know, born at, uh, you know, at the Schwab's Hollywood pharmacy, set. yeah, Schwab's pharmacy, exactly. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Because we'll talk about your uh, your upbringing, your, your parents, and uh, what 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 they did, and how that sort of led you to uh, um, um, your career.
3: Robert Evans was a powerful movie producer in the, uh, you know, he's an actor originally. Yep and uh and then he became a, a a producer and then the head of Paramount Pictures uh and in, in ultimately
1: the, kid notorious
3: yeah ultimately kid notorious thank you very much which uh I, I that was i was a great uh tribute to my dad to my mm-hmm, dad yeah. robert evans uh you know, I uh, he's my dad, and uh, I changed my name to Fogleness for show business reasons. That's right. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to, You know, if I was just simply Jake Evans, first of all, he's got another son named Jake. So there's, you know, what I mean. He, he, dicey, yeah. dicey. You know what I mean? I don't want to get confused. And you need a just a show business name to pop. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, ch- you know, so I changed it. But I grew up, um, you know. And then you're you're Hollywood royalty.
1: Your mother was Brandon Tartikoff.
3: Yes, my mother was Brandon Tartikoff. Who uh, ran NBC uh, mm-hmm. for many many years? Brandon Tartikoff almost canceled Saturday Night Live, and uh, that happened in 1986 mm. uh, when Lauren Michaels came back. And the yeah. and, and, and it doesn't get really talked about, but the reason uh, that Brandon Tartikoff almost canceled Saturday Night Live is because I said, "Mommy, um, this isn't good anymore. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, Mommy?" Yeah, and uh, and Brandon took that very seriously. Ultimately. You know, Brandon was was a smart executive and knew that Lauren just needed more time. You know what I mean? And needed to, you know, find his footing and really get in there and produce SNL again.
1: Yeah, and I think he's almost there.
2: I
3: think he's almost mm-hmm. got it. I think he's almost got it. I think it's, a, you know...
2: He's on the right track.
3: He's on the right track.
2: But you went from there being born into this... And uh, anyone who's seen um, The Kid's Kid stays in the picture will... This is an old story for, yeah. for then the, the your biopic. You went from there... Into basically becoming a star at a very young age. Yeah,
3: no, I mean, uh, if you're a young, attractive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, child in this business, triple threat, a triple threat. Yeah, if you're young, attractive, and a child, you know, all three, uh, the Disney route is is the it, it's like the gold standard. It's mm-hmm. like follow the yellow brick road to Mickey and Minnie. Yes, and that's what I did, you know, and you know, I, I just had this sort of it's a I didn't necessarily, uh carve out for myself, it was just already carved, you know, it was just right there, it was just like, what are you gonna do? Not walk down that road? So I did, and uh, you know, I got involved
1: at... uh, I'm always so envious of that, because Hayes and I have been out there in the wilderness, cutting through the brush with a machete, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of making our own... Making the path. Yeah, no, and
3: and I get that. And then
1: I see guys who are just cruising. just Yeah, Mm -hmm. blazed right on through. Just sort of on a bobsled, you know, heading for superstardom.
3: Actually, you know, it's like, while you guys were, you know, just in the... literally in the trenches, you mm-hmm. know, it's just like, you know, cause Hollywood making your way through Hollywood is a lot like being in the shit in Vietnam, you know, and I, you know, very you, close. Yeah. Yes. When you guys were just sort of, you're, you're in there with like a, a machine gun,
1: maybe braver than Vietnam because yeah. you have to choose I assume that's this. what you meant. You yeah. choose yeah. this. Some you're, of the Vietnam guys didn't even want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't
3: want to go. They, yeah, they you don't know, you can't get uh, drafted into Hollywood dreams. Right, you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, you guys were really in the in the shit with that stuff and and I just you know, I'm on a golf cart just it was my path was chosen for me.
2: Mhm. Yeah. So you you did Mickey Mouse Club?
3: Yeah, Mickey Mouse Club. I guess that was sort of I mean, obviously there's a rich tradition of, of of the Mickey Mouse Club. I wasn't on there with Annette Funicello sure. and, and all those no. guys. Although I did uh I did punch up. It was my first job as a writer. Um. I did punch up. I was I was uh I was seven or eight years old. I did punch up on a movie called Back to the Beach. Uh-huh. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Yeah. I love
1: this story. Yeah,
3: and what it, it was—it was so funny. Uh, Frankie Avalon and and uh, my mom, Brandon Tartikoff, were uh, were having a meeting because uh, Brandon was like, "Maybe we should do like a Frankie and Annette." Sitcoms, sort of like. Honestly, what he wanted to do was uh, there was a little bit of a dip in the ratings of the Cosby Show. I know it's hard to believe at this point, but it was like Lisa Bonet had just left, and that mm-hmm. that drove a lot of audi- You know, the, drove yeah. a lot of the audience away because people tuned into the Cosby Show because they were real Bonet maniacs.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
3: he had boneheads. this idea. Yeah, they were called they were the bone the original Boneheads. So Brandon, my mom had this wonderful idea. What if Claire? And Cliff, what if they just you know embezzled a bunch of money from the hospital that that Cliff worked at, and just split and just left, mm-hmm. you know, all of the Cosby, kids, Rudy and 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 Theo and like and where's Mom and Dad? Mm-hmm. And Brandon wanted to bring in Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello to be the new Claire and Cliff, like they're just Frankie and Annette. How are these kids going to deal with it? Uh, ultimately, it didn't work out. But Frankie was over at the house, and the, and they were telling me about this movie, "Back to the Beach," and I I just said, you know what, I have some ideas for it, mm. and I just you know, I just punch it up. on like, it was like a Apple II GS or something. Remember those old computers? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. there was no final draft on that. Let flip, me tell flip, you. Flip. Yeah,
2: Beep. yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> so man. I did so
3: I did punch up, and then you know the Humungabunga
1: from Down
2: Under. Thank that you. Was that was, was me. Yeah. yeah, it was me. But it's cow- an unappreciated element of of being being a child star in the Disney system that was sort of exploitative where they would have you guys do this punch up for network pilot yeah. and you didn't know any different. Like, I don't you know. Thought, yeah, no,
3: I just thought that's how it is. You it know, was just I just part of the job. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, you,
2: but they'd bring you into this back room and kind of lock the door and say, Hey, oh God, like, you know, give me some candy. If you do punch up on this, it's a
3: horrible story about Britney Spears. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about this. Britney yeah. Spears had to write, she just wanted to sing and dance. shes just, you know what i mean she's a, she's an entertainer, and they they put her in a room with fucking uh Jerry Stahl oh. and made her write three episodes of Alf. She didn't know what she was doing, ultimately, she won an Emmy, so it was nice, you know what I mean she won <sighs> and
2: yeah, that's what that I think bullshit anyway, yeah, I think that's what drove. Jerry Stahl to heroin. down, down yeah. that spiral, yeah, knowing the, that it was really there the, was really Britney Spears the, that had really written who
3: that wrote his written,
1: best stuff,
3: yeah. And it was just it's just awful. It was just, you know it's not it's not all glitz and glamour. People no. people really think that it is, but no. I I we were forced to do punch up on shows. We just wanted to sing and dance and entertain, and it's like we don't want to be. I mean. T- Taking a child at a vulnerable age and making them a faceless scribe, no offense mm-hmm. to you guys. You know what I mean? Making them a faceless scribe. hmm Brutal. How would that For scale. Me. For scale, and too. You That's don't the know. other thing. Yeah. Why would that the,
1: offend me? Why would that offend me?
3: No, I just know that you have a lot of friends that are, you know, writers and stuff. I don't wanna I don't wanna
1: I'd be offended on their behalf. Right. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you keep up with those, with uh, Brittany and Christina and yeah. uh, Gosling and yeah. uh, Timberlake and Steve Merchant and, and those people?
3: Yeah. Uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, I, I saw recently. He invited me to a, a screening of uh, some art film he's, he's in. I, I saw something. He, I don't know what he's about right now. He's just like, you know, oh, it's a little art film. It's like, dude, just just sing and dance. Mm-hmm. Just sing and dance. Steve Merchant, I see uh, all the time yeah uh and you know he was, it's so funny because he was always the tallest in the Mickey Mouse Club even back then. he's very, very sure. tall, yeah yeah and and like we, we used to <laughs> we used to call it's we used to call him stretch. Oh no! That's wicked. Hey, Stretch. That is twisted. and and he was like this, you know, this like you know, sort of mild mannered British kid. Uh
1: But I see it. Yeah. No, I get. I'm
3: so happy for his success now. I'm so happy Mm -hmm. for him. He's really he's got a he's got a like a little cable show, and he's doing great.
2: And you all sort of went your separate ways. Uh, Carmelo Anthony became Mm -hmm. a basketball star. Yeah, Um, which we
3: all saw coming. You know, he he was he just he just liked to play.
2: Uh, Dov Charney. Uh, that
3: was it. amazing. Like yeah. no, because because what people don't remember about Dov Charney on the Mickey Mouse Club is how funny he was. Yeah. you know, just mm. he just had an amazing sense of comic timing with adults. Like you know, like because kids and kids being funny together, but mm-hmm. but th- that's easy. You know what I mean? Kids know each other's rhythm. But Dov Charney, if you can find it on YouTube, Dov Charney, there is footage of him. At seven years old, and he is with Don Rickles, and he's just—I'll just say this—he makes Don Rickles look like an
1: amateur.
2: Yeah, And wow, like yeah. cracking
3: up Don Rickles and be like, "I can't." He's like, "I can't believe this kid."
2: But and but you read now about him like fingering his employees and stuff.
1: That's I go a classic Dav, classic
3: Dov, Yeah, yeah, it's that's just that's a, one of d- his
1: jokes. Just
3: one of his. Yeah. Oh my god! When he was and you know I get it. It's like when he was a little kid and he would do that. It would be. It was like, oh, what are you doing and stuff. He's sort of. You just got to know Dov to understand
1: that. And I mean, then Amy Fisher, right? Uh, that's a sad story. Was yeah, yeah, because she uh just wasn't very funny.
3: No, she just was she was talentless. They
1: put
2: her on the show because she had gotten famous in the, the whole
3: Yeah, she was Joey, she was old. And, it was a weird choice. Uh It
1: wasn't a great fit.
3: It wasn't a great fit. Uh y- you know, it, it, people don't remember that she 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 attempted to murder a woman, yeah. um, shot Joey Buttafuoco's, what, Mary Buttafuoco shot, shot her in the face. Yeah. And uh, that was a misstep for Disney at that point. And it was like, people, she's too p- people old. People were
2: talking about her, so people they thought t- we can yeah. parlay this. Into, um,
3: and I on a big, could not dance. I'm a big believer in following the buzz. Mm-hmm. I really believe in buzz. Sure. You know, I, as you can see. Uh, buzz that does not kill me only makes me stronger. You yeah, see that tattooed on right your, there. Inside of, tattooed on inside, yeah, inside of your forearm. Yeah, inside of my forearm. Buzz that does not kill me only makes me stronger. So I believe in the power of buzz. But you have to have talent to back it up. Yeah. And at the end yeah. of the day, Amy Fisher had two left feet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was exposed a... sure. on that show.
3: Yeah, it, it, it You know what? It just wasn't right for her. Maybe there is another vehicle.
1: Wait, 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 wait. I mean, I think she'd be a big YouTube star nowadays. Oh my
3: God! Like a beauty guru today. Or one of those things? Yes. Yeah.
2: All you need is a friggin' GoPro and, uh, and,
1: and, a, a, friggin and a library webcam, subscription. And a, there's no yeah.
3: Pad, the pa- there's no pageantry like, in that. Goddamn,
1: goddamn magazine subscription.
3: Yeah. I don't. Know. I don't know how they, how they do you get some sort of? like a USB stick or something.
1: I don't mess around with that stuff. It'll come and go. But you... Skype is a fad. I just... I'll just... You know, I don't care. Careful. They're one of our... Oh.
3: I'm I'm so sorry. We'll take care of it.
2: Yeah. Uh, Just cut that out. But you and uh, Andrew T. left the group and joined the Earwolf family.
3: Yeah. Me Uh, and uh, Andrew T. from the Yo, Is This Racist podcast. Yeah. Uh, You know, we sort of broke out of of Disney. And um, it was like the early... uh, Britney started to take off with her thing, and Justin started to take off with her thing, and me and Andrew were were just sort of like, w- "What do we, we want to be? Pop stars?" And admittedly, we were trying to be too like underground and too indie, so we got involved with earwolf. And it became
2: pop. a different kind. It became of like pop a different,
3: yeah, different kind of uh, a pop phenomenon. We just, I, I just didn't. You got to grow up at, mm-hmm. at a certain point, point. and I I've seen the things that uh, Christina Aguilera has done. I've seen the yeah. things that um Bob Balaban has done just all the Disney kids and and I and I just go oh it's just sort of more of the same like just you know at a, at a certain point be an adult grow yep. up
1: grow mm, up out of sure. you know t-
3: take the training wheels off
1: quit playing dress up and quit doing your teapot song yeah and actually strap on a pair of headphones and blow my yeah
3: make some make some mm-hmm. art make uh, some yeah, art
1: make some true art and that and and that's what you've been doing Lately now you recently mm-hmm. met uh you got called in for a sit down with sort of the next wave of young stardom yeah uh grumpy cat yeah,
3: grumpy cat uh you know this was really this was really fun. it was just fun uh I'm very active on social media mm-hmm. uh to be honest with you, I write a couple of the tweets myself, yeah. Most of the I I I I have some other people that write the tweets for me. You know,
1: there's a whole. Well, th- when you've established a clear character, like you yeah, have. exactly,
3: yeah, it's I just I mean, sort of,
1: that's the creative part of it. Yeah, anyone can then plug in dialogue. Yeah,
3: so I have a couple of these. You know, these guys they have funny Twitter names or whatever. You, you, like your you dog at dog boner or whatever at mm. piss Hitler sixty nine. You know, just they're, they're they're Twitter normos or whatever, yeah. and they write some some of the jokes for me. But I happen to be on um, on Twitter myself. And I get a tweet from Grumpy Cat. And Grumpy Cat says to me, hey, why don't you uh, – I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm an admirer. I would love to meet you. Now, this is a big deal for me because Grumpy Cat is
1: hot right
2: now. Mm-hmm. But it's good to know that he's looking ahead. Yeah. To, like he wants the kind of longevity
1: that you had. He's looking had. for a mentor. He wants a mentor. Some of, yeah. of these young stars know their history. Yeah. That's what it was.
3: Yeah. That's sure. what it was. And that's what impressed me is that Grumpy Cat – uh, w- would reach out and go. Look, I don't want to make some of the same mistakes that I've seen some of these other, you know, kids make. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to fall. You know, I got a good thing going right here. How no. do I stay on the course? So, anyway, so I get this tweet and it says, "Will you meet me um, at a comic book store, mm-hmm. Meltdown Comics in Los Angeles, Monday night, seven p.m.?" Now. I I I say I absolutely. Love uh, that's the thing. I was like, "What a fun funky event! Yeah, what a fun I don't funky care. I think event! How it's weird and nerdy yeah. or I, whatever. Yeah. Then People call me a nerd. Yeah, I guess honestly. I'm a big nerd. Then yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess I'm a
2: big nerd. Guys, like,
1: I mean, Frank Miller, I think is like one of the all time. Art genius, and also at this point, it, when guys like us are reading these things and just loving the worlds they create, it's yes. like, yeah, okay, well, maybe I'm a nerd, but I got an awful lot of money and pussy for a nerd. Yeah,
3: thank you very much. Yeah, would a nerd be fucking this? No, no, it
1: wouldn't. Yeah. I, I just uh, and for home listeners, Jake's pointing at a really hot piece of ass.
3: Yeah, just a really. You can just thank you for you know you're sweet. Just go out, just go out on the couch. Do you have like? A, You have like an iPad she can play with. Do you have like an. Can I Uh, use one of your iPads? She didn't have.
1: uh, We've got like a Windows tablet. Okay, great.
3: It's like, sweetie, it's a Surface. It's the same thing. (laughs) It's. I don't know how to fucking work it. It's the same fucking. Just, I'll be out. I'm sorry. Sorry. She's so sweet. She is so sweet. Anyway, yeah. Fucking comics are cool, all right? Maybe being maybe being a nerd is the new cool. That's all I know. Sure, that's all I know. So anyway, so the cat um, wants to meet at a comic book store, and I think that's funky. I think that's just a funky event uh, because it's like, well, you know, people are going to show up. We're talking about this on social media. Yeah. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So I don't call ahead to meltdown co- comics or whatever, and they, but they know they're prepared and they got like security and stuff. And there's already a mob of people yeah. waiting. Uh, and then it gets to be like, you know, I'm supposed to meet this cat at like seven o'clock, seven Oh one, no cat, no grumpy cat. Hmm. So I get, I get right on Twitter. I'm like, Hey, grumpy cat. It is seven Oh one PM. Where are you? It says, cat tweets me back one minute away. Traffic. I understand. It's it's hard to get
2: around. New to city. this city. Cat
3: yeah. walks in. We have this great, uh, this great meeting, this great meeting. Um, and It was just—it was just one of those great Hollywood moments. It was really just one of those great Hollywood moments.
1: A passing of the torch. Passing Mm -hmm. of the
3: torch. Passing of the torch. And um, and it was great. I had a nice chat with uh, Grumpy Cat's manager, Mm -hmm. uh, who's in who's in an interesting world. He's in an interesting. Manages Grumpy Cat. Manages keyboard. That's a unique
1: space. Yeah, unique Mm -hmm. space.
3: Yeah, Uh, manages the uh, Nyan Cat, which is uh, which is interesting because it's a GIF. You yes. know, so there's a lot of money to be made there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're just now we're just talking about just different ways that we could work together. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, they sent me the script for this grumpy cat movie. And honestly, they went a completely different way with it. I I would think let's do a lighthearted sort of family thing. This it's a fucking, uh, you know, it's touched upon in the movie. Goodfellas, the Latunza heist. Uh, love tons. I, I'm not pronouncing it right. I'm sorry. I'm not Italian. Okay, but they uh, they touch upon it in Goodfellas. But that was a real heist. Mm. It was a real heist. And what they're you know, I guess Grumpy Cat and we'll talk about this wants to do dramatic work. And it's is, is, is uh, this '70s heist film which uh, David O. Russell is attached to. And look, I ultimately again a lot of moving parts to get a movie made. I don't know that it's going to happen. But uh,
2: these, I I would go with the family. These you know? young guys they want to shed that skin as soon as possible, right? Of being and I relate to that, yeah. Like America's Sweetheart I or I whatever, they want to yeah. be taken seriously. They want to put some on, yeah, right. right.
3: I, I just you know that's one of the projects that uh, that Grumpy Cat's got going on. There's there's talk of this of some sort of Lars von Trier collaboration, mm-hmm. and I get and I get again I get it, but it's like I I I want to sit down with Grumpy Cat and be like, hey what, are you fucking allergic to money? Like,
2: what? what's... What, mm.
3: I, okay, oh, you want to you go to the Con Film Festival? Just go to the Con Film Festival. You got money. The you thing know I,
2: mean? I say to these kids, they want to do the Lars von Trier thing and, yeah. like, really push the envelope or, or whatever. I mean, my message to them is, once the bing-bong comes out, you can't put it back in. Thank you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Especially I mean, I, in look, this... Take it from... Me. ...day did, and age of Instagram. And I get the, it. I did yeah. it.
3: I did it. I mean, the, the movie I made in 1999 with mm-hmm. Harmony Kareen, where I just, uh, I just, it was just me fucking Santa Claus, you know. Mm, it was yeah. just me, it, you know. It was not obvious, and and it was amazing to work with uh, with Jack Pallets. Yeah. It was, it was, you know. He's yeah. a, he's a legend. Yeah. But ultimately, I got wrapped up in harmony's weird thing. It was, and and it, it didn't, it didn't. Buy me any credibility or do sure. anything.
1: And favor. what I would say to Grumpy Cat and some of these other young guns, yeah, make sure you know the rules before you try to break Breakables. the rules. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, do a cookie cutter uh, holiday film first, yeah. or something like that. Uh, we know you're grumpy, <laughs> but <laughs> also, but yeah. also, let's have a couple laughs and then, yeah, go do your bloodbath movie.
3: Look. You look at The Sandman, okay? And The Sandman, he did uh, Billy Madison. Yeah. He did Happy Gilmore.
1: For a second, him. I thought you were talking about the Sandman comics because I'm. That Sandman is, so, I can't
3: believe you know that. That is like one he of the was coolest.
1: Channeling yeah. something.
3: What they can't make that movie, man. What, it what would an be amazing so good. dream. I'm sorry to even interrupt. What a dream but world. I'm yes. sorry to interrupt. I mean, talk a, about Sandler, but oh. just ne- that Neil Gaiman creates a dream world, and, and he
2: truly, truly does.
3: He's yeah, there's just some people who are just artists, mm-hmm. and 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 it's like I don't even know mm-hmm. what you're doing, but I just I love that you're doing it. Yep. Sandler did uh, Happy, you know, Happy Gilmore, you know, Billy Madison, those. Movies. And then he goes and fucks off and does the uh, the Paul Thomas Anderson
2: thing, Punch yep. Drunk Love.
3: He'd earned it at he, that. He'd gotten point. his money. He'd earned it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's like you know, forget the money. He showed everyone what he could do before yep. he went out and you know, sort of broke the mold. You got to make the mold before you break
2: the mold. The Dice Man. Did he waited until he was in his sixties to do his? Uh, Thank you. Yeah. To do his Woody movie. Yeah. This year.
3: I uh I had an interesting experience on the set of uh of Ford Fairlane. Mm-hmm. Um They I, I was I was in the movie and uh, originally the character of Ford Fairlane Dice Dice's uh he had a son.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: He had a son. And uh I I was sort of like it was fun because I was a little kid and I was using some of the same language and the same mannerisms as Dice, you know. Yes. So I was about ten years old and I'm just like, oh
2: Yeah, but in a much higher pitch.
3: Yeah, I was like, oh, it yeah. was, which made it cuter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huh. It was. It was just. It's just look, when you have a little kid that's uh, you know emulating the behavior of adults.
2: Uh-huh. It's funny. I that, I really enjoyed that moment, and you're very modest about it. But um, when you're smoking that cigarette, but mm-hmm. then you chew it and blow a bubble with it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that was I, that was I just never really seen that before. That was yeah. I, you could yeah. tell. You could yeah.
3: Tell. Um, so I, you know that. Um, that experience was was really uh, great because I I got to bond with Dice and I actually mm-hmm. sort of tried my hand. At, uh, at stand-up.
2: Tried your I hand. tried my Listen hand. Listen to, to this guy. I
3: tried my hand. St- well, I mean,
2: I was just doing like- You did a little more than that. I did. Like,
3: well, they were, come on. It was only like 3,000 seat venues or whatever. It wasn't uh, on the level of yeah. the Dice Man. It was just, you know, like Dice Man would be at Madison Square Garden. I'd be at the, you know, Felt Forum, the okay. theater at Madison Square Garden. Okay. But, it, but, and I, but I was wearing my heroes on my sleeve too much. And yes. I don't think that it is, you know, when you see a 12-year-old kid in a red leather suit- and it, and it's just like hey delirious much mm-hmm. and, and like it was just i was just wearing my my influence is almost you silly.
2: running around, like yeah. mispronouncing the N word in kind of a cute way. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah.
3: I am. I like, there are certain things I look back on in my childhood and I'm just embarrassed by. Sure. I'm just like that. Is but
2: the-
1: at the time it was, a, it, I don't know if For it's hold, time, held up. No, I, but,
3: it doesn't hold up. I'm, yeah. I'm not too proud to admit that that stuff does not. It's, it was of the age.
1: times and we were having fun. But, yeah. But you know, I would say that's in the past. You've moved on from that. Yeah. And you've got something you're here. You have a CBS sitcom coming out next fall. Yeah, uh, the Foggy's Nest. The Foggy's Nest. It's yeah, three elderly victims of the recent man session. Yeah, uh, get a condo together, um, and uh, get really into. We, b-
2: we
3: start a revenge porn business.
1: Thank you, yes.
3: Yeah, we start a revenge porn business, which is... Uh,
2: the best way to chip away. Yeah.
3: There, 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 it's a big man session. Mm-hmm. These guys are, you know, they're older guys. Uh, we all end up together. Uh, I, I was working at a startup, you know, that just, you know, was startup more like shut down. It was like, you know, that's one yeah. of the jokes in the pilot. And... Uh, ah. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and... Uh, it, my startup goes belly up. These guys were all, you know, corporate guys. Yeah. You know, General Electric, Halliburton. You know, they had careers and stuff. But you know, they were either forced into retirement because they got too old, or just it just we're the not, women man,
1: took their jobs. Women
3: took their jobs. So yeah, so we get together. And we start a revenge porn business, mm-hmm. which is called it's ShowThatBitch dot com. Yeah. And what it is is like if you are you know slighted if you're a guy and stuff maybe you took some sexy photos of your girlfriend sure. maybe maybe you didn't maybe it's just maybe it's a uh, uh, a girl you go to high school with. Uh, and you hack her email, and you t- and she, you know what I mean. We don't care how we get the the, the photos, because honestly, it's user submitted. We're not legally liable for anything. We start this revenge porn business, and it takes off. It sure. just becomes like the biggest thing.
2: It's really satisfying that you're not really sure whether or not it's going to go, yeah. And then when it does blow up, it's really fun because you yeah, it it get true. that one picture that yeah. just breaks it wide
1: open. Yeah. yeah, and you're and it's such a great idea for a show because you're tying it in with your actual revenge porn site. Yes,
3: thank you. Yeah, it's. Um, it, it, I I started that thing as a hobby. You know, I'm sort of like uh, Ashton Kutcher in that way. Is I love yeah. tech, I yeah. love technology, and I love brainstorming. I just like there's nothing better. You're a than shutterbug, th- and I'm a shutterbug.
2: Tech yeah. is the next. It's it's what's next. Yeah. Like, it really is. What tech is the new, tech is next the new tech thing? Tech is right around the corner. You can hear the and little footsteps that is coming. And it's in a gonna big be here. big way. I agree. I agree. Majorly. It's going to change
1: a lot of stuff, and it's on its way to doing that.
3: I I just uh, you know I I love I love gadgets yeah you know what I mean so cool it's just like all right, again a lot of people think <laughs> you know uh, you know, call me a nerd but when like a new Sonos system comes out. I got to have it right away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or the new iPhone or whatever. I just, you know, and thankfully I'm in a position where because I'm not going to wait on the line with all those, uh, you know, people. And so thankfully I'm in a position where usually they just send me it, you know, they just send me it. Sure. So mm. I love gadgetry and I love brainstorming and I love a webinar and I love, you know, just getting in there and just sort of like thinking outside of the box with some yeah. of these great tech minds. Yes. And, you know, so as a hobby, as a hobby... I had a couple of guys, I said, listen, this, uh, what if there's a website where a guy, and uh, like, just like, because uh, we all get there, we're all angry, what if there's a website where a guy can, I don't know, upload a photo of some dummy that he, uh, you know, tricked? Yeah. You know?
2: And I really, I appreciate you fighting back a little bit, because you see it in your show, but it is really true, I'm seeing... um. Ellen Barkin uh, a little bit every, every now and then and sometimes she'll stay over and I'll come downstairs and she'll be like where's my breakfast? Right and I just kind of look if there was a camera there I'd look right at it and just be like what is like is the world like gone completely crazy yeah. like is this is upside down I didn't, know you're, like, I didn't
3: know you were dating Ellen Market.
2: I used to, used to see her yeah we. she talked about you yeah, yeah. that's interesting uh, she's a nice she's a nice woman she's but it's not. Nice. and yeah. it's not
1: just her it's right. like her at and first like, at first she's nice
2: yeah people have told me that I'm enjoying you know we're just having fun Honestly, like uh keep it light. We're just we're, we're we're having a good time. She would say the same thing. It's not it's, it's not, not serious. Just, me. It's yes. just
3: you're just like
2: we're 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 just having a good time right now. She starts out nice.
3: It turns after a while. It turns.
1: Again. It's your life. Have fun. <laughs> Enjoy it while yeah. Uh
2: but it's true. Then they're and they're going to jobs and they're what it is,
3: is there's something satisfying for I think for the uh, for the end user of the website, mm-hmm. when they put up a photograph of uh, you know some girl that they were with, and you know she's in a state of undress, mm-hmm. there's something so satisfying for the end user yes. of the website if they know, oh my God, that photo is is her boss is going to see it, mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. parents are going to see it, her friends. Her family, everyone. She's going to be embarrassed.
2: And she deserves it because she, she committed it. a sexual act. Yes. Remember that. Yes, thank you. For the end user,
3: that is a, a uh, invaluable experience. How do you sure. put a price on that?
2: How sure. do you put a price on it? You but don't. you have managed.
3: I've managed, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, you know, add the ad revenue, it, it's it's so great when it's just a little hobby. I mean, that thing is, you know, making me i'll tell you this i'm making more off of the actual revenge porn site than i am off of the show
2: isn't that amazing their, and
3: that should tell you everything about the state of our industry today
2: it's like how with glee they had the yeah they make more of they, the concerts they sell and, the songs yeah, the, the and songs, the concerts yeah
3: yeah i uh, and
2: you have your songs in your porn site
3: it's uh it's it's unbelievable every day i feel blessed
2: we do want to reach into the popcorn gallery just for sure just for a minute uh, we have some some user submitted questions for you. Okay. Uh, let, let's let's reach deep inside this uh, this bag of popcorn. Oh!
1: I ripped the bottom of the bag. The popcorn's falling out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: It's
3: like it's like a Michael Winslow.
2: Yeah. Uh, Good stuff. Th- this is a question. Uh, we did uh, speak on this a little bit earlier that you are uh, part of the Earwolf family with us. Yeah. Uh, this is a question from uh, Hagplant uh, Parmeza Alex, mm-hmm. uh, and that question is: Jake, what do you think your part is in the third wave podcast movement, and how do you deal with the internal Earwolf politics? I know you have a lot of a lot of thoughts on this.
3: It's really interesting. First of all, I don't think third wave podcasting gets talked about a lot. Uh, and I'm
2: always Speak ha- on that.
3: Yeah, I'm always happy to just, because you had the... Uh, the CB. Yeah, the first wave podcasting, which was essentially, yes, yeah, Citizens Band Radio, mm-hmm. which was, uh, you know, charming. It was charming. Sure. And it was a sort of the first sort of ways that we realized, oh, anybody can communicate with anybody mm-hmm. over the, over the uh, open airwaves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I remember being enamored with that when I, when I was a kid. And being a,
2: into, like, trucker comedy. Just and, trucker like, Yeah, just yeah.
3: like, uh, you know, everybody had their trucker name. Yep. Wheeze. Flogger. Sure. Donny Dave Dave. Boat Show. Mm-hmm. Just cool trucker names. Everybody had one.
2: Mm-hmm. Mine was Big Jacket.
3: Big Jacket because you always had the big jacket, yeah, right?
1: That was part of it, yeah. Mine was Jake Bagel out. Nuts, Jake Bagel Nuts, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was Jake Bagel Nuts.
3: That's uh That's a moving, uh, I'm
1: giving myself away <laughs> yeah. as a fan. <laughs> thank
3: you, I thank you for that.
1: <laughs> but I was Jake Bagelnuts.
3: <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, that was sort of like, so. That's first wave podcasting, okay. Second wave podcasting, the tech boom, you know what I mean? Your guys like your, your guys like uh, Adam Curry, the original troll, the original pack. And troll yeah he's like hey man i was on mtv these guys don't own mtv.com i'm gonna buy that yeah because, you know which is great he's a troll i love it i love trolling i love online troll culture i love it
2: it's really fun it's
3: fun so uh so guys like doing that and that's just a bunch of you know tech guys talking to other tech guys you know it's all podcasts about podcasts and mm-hmm. stuff you know like hey how do, how do we get this out to people how does this work Beep, boop, 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 I'm a nerd. Like, real nerd stuff. Yeah. Not, like, cool nerd stuff like we are talking about, like comic books. and Not,
2: like, Rage yeah. Comics and, like, the cool. Not
3: cool internet. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, FU, you know what I mean, yeah. all those things. Yeah, yeah.
2: They, they they probably don't know about that stuff. They don't, the yeah. yeah.
3: It's, uh, it's, it's underground internet humor yeah. and stuff. It's, like, uh, it's, it's fun and cool. Anyway, but then what happened is, you know, those, uh, you know, on the backs of those, you know, true nerds podcasting became like a thing. Yeah. And third wave podcasting is where you got, you know, seven or eight of the best alternative comedians. hmm And they just go on each other's podcasts. You know, just like, uh, hey, Kumail, uh, it's me, Doug Benson. Come on my show. Hey, Doug Benson, it's uh, it's Kumail. Come on my show. Hey, it's Scott Aukerman. Uh, what are you doing today, Paul F. Tompkins? Come on my show. Hey, it's Paul F. Tompkins. What are you doing today, uh, Larry the Cable Guy? Come on my show, hey Larry the Cable... You know, it's just like mm-hmm. it's it's it's. And I, you know, with my background, you know who my dad is. I was able to muscle my way in and say, "Hey, you guys want this thing to take off? Yeah. This little uh, this little uh, nebulous that you have, mm-hmm. it's real cute. Some dudes on the AV club or whatever, they know about it. You want to you want to." Bring some real heat. Bring some real attention to it. You need to bring in somebody in the in the Hollywood mainstream. Yes. And they, you know, we all got together at Adam Carolla's house, and Adam was like, "You know, he's right. He's right. It's I know it's a little bit of an impression. He's right. We're we need somebody to take this to the next level. That's Matt Besser. He 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 then jumped in, and uh, and said, "We need uh-huh. someone to take this to the next level," and. Marin agreed and every it was just sort of you what know. Did that what did he like? <laughs> he he was just like um he was like lock unlock the gates
1: uh-huh. We gotta get
3: uh we should get Fogelnest in here to take this to the next level. Okay. Yeah. And th- it was just sort of and then th- and then there you have it, third wave podcasting was born. What's my role in it? Den mother. Mm-hmm. Gatekeeper. Pat Oswalt talks about the gatekeepers. And uh you know, there, you know, there aren't any anymore. It's like we live, we're in this, it's all a democracy and stuff. Everybody can put anything online. It is and true. So, yeah.
2: Anyone can be successful whenever they want. Anybody, now.
3: yes. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be, you know, but there are secret gatekeepers. You yeah.
2: know, I think, you know,
3: we're, we're, we, we know that there are secret gatekeepers and I'm proud to be one of the secret and gatekeepers. And
2: Patton doesn't know about him because we don't. Want him, to yeah. Know we don't want them. him, know. We want him thinking yeah. that that we don't exist. Well, the yeah, gates but, are all open, yeah. Patton, uh, the gates are oh, all open. Oh, it should be safe
1: for me Just to walk in here. There. Go right yeah. over
3: there, and then, uh, yeah, I'll oh, put uh, your special out a little more.
1: Put your Just a little out more. Pay no attention to the man behind <laughs> the curtain, Patton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: no, but seriously, you know, no, put, it's put, coming. Your, put your specials out for five dollars. That's yeah. yeah, have fun, do it. Five bucks. That's yeah, yeah real, yeah. How about this. Ten dollars, how about that? They don't even—they're not even thinking that far ahead. They're not even thinking that far ahead.
1: It's not time yet. Not time. Well, <laughs> well, this, Jake, Jake, this has been very enlightening. What a conversation from a real lifer
2: in the in the, in, in the business. And I just—we just, we just appreciate it so much. I
3: feel blessed. You yeah. know, I wake up every morning, and I and I just feel. Hold on one second. Did you break it? Did you break you? Guys, I'm sorry. She, I don't, I don't know what she, she poured like coffee. On I've it. got a pour, box of them. You got okay? Because mm-hmm. I'm happy to get you uh, another one. I'm okay, happy to, yeah. I'll get you. I'll just get you. I'll just get you guys a couple of uh, Microsoft surfaces. Fucking spilled coffee all over it. It's fucking. I'm, I'm just, I don't I'm think the, it was. Her. We all I don't need think she knew It was hot. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. She, she, she knows she's hot. That's all. No,
1: I think she, she took knows. a sip of the coffee, thinking it was cold. Yeah. I was watching. Oh, you she saw thought it was yeah. cold. Yeah, and then she spit it out. And she was scared. Yeah. She, yeah, she should be scared. Um, I have fun. Uh, uh, um, so uh, the uh, a thanks a lot of fun. Dude. Uh, so thanks so much for coming by, Jake, and yeah, and uh, it's been great, guys. Rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook. Please do buy the pro version. Uh, the pro version uh, purchaser last week was Hug Life, and um, mm-hmm. he's going to get a, uh, a special gift from. Uh, jake fogelness right now it's uh it's, yeah, it's sitting right out there yeah it's uh <laughs> i'm just kidding you guys. i'm kidding around <laughs> it's, thank you um but it is um jake is gonna give you your new cb radio name yeah uh so he's gonna lay that on you. hug life should i do it right now please hug life Your
3: new CB radio name is Dr. Podcast.
1: Dr. Podcast, so that's a great prize. So buy the pro version, uh, rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, comment in the forums, and keep doing what you're doing, friends. Bye. This has been an Earwolf Media Production. Executive Producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf Radio Boom.com
2: The Wolf Dead.
0: That was a headgum podcast.